These three gents um, and Hose's business partner, Lou, uh, won the competition to go to Past Tempo Golf Club on Just Jack's Just Chat. Um, and uh, I, it's been definitely the proudest moment I've had on, on the podcast, I guess, just being able to say, see how happy they were at that golf course, um, how much they appreciated it, how much respect they treated with, how much fun they had. And why, why well, obviously, I realised it because of the times we're going through, but, you know, to actually hear in their own words, tell me how I guess appreciative they were because of the time at which it came and the relief it gave them. You know, they're guys with businesses, families, um, and California looks pretty shit right now. So, it, you know, being able to see that and hear that uh, definitely gave this competition a whole new level of depth. Um, and I guess it just reinforced and substantiated what I want to continue to do with the podcast, which is give people fucking incredible experiences. Um, and we've got another two or three really, really strong competitions lined up um, that are going to blow people's minds away. I want to keep doing this for people because it's because um, it's fucking sick. And who, what other podcast does it? Um, so look, massive thank you to those gents. We talk about, I guess, their trip. Um, you know what they did, how they set to format the trip, um, and then <laughs> it doesn't take very long before we just go balls deep in everything past tempo and how much of a special place that is how much of a deep soul it has from its history the architecture uh the grounds it's on um the fact they played it at twilight there's just so much depth to it um and the boys had the time of their lives so couldn't be happier um i really hope you guys enjoy the listen and you too could be like one of those guys pay attention i will be doing this a lot more often uh, enjoy the podcast, guys. It's Bye. sponsorship time, ladies and gents. We're brought to you once again by Four Links. What exactly is Four Links? I realized my previous ad was a little convoluted, as passionate as it might have been. Um, what is Four Links? Four Links is a multi-course golf membership that uses a precisely engineered point system Flexible enough for any lifestyle, members gain access to a growing list of golf courses, exclusive video content, and unique unique experiences with just one monthly fee, giving you the option and variety to play wherever you want in the Four Links roster that covers Nevada, California, and Arizona. Um, does Four Links require a long-term commitment, you ask? Are, they, are these guys just keeping you in for like three years and, you know, and, and stealing your money? No. Each billing cycle, month to month, renews every 30 days. You can cancel or pause your account at any time. They're good guys. They're nice people. Um, and how do Falling's points work exactly? Well, you use them to pay for your tee times, depending on what plan you select, um, i.e. depending on how much money you pay per month, determines how many points you get. You get a certain amount of points each month. Each plan is a different cost per point. No money is ever exchanged at the golf course, and green and car fees are always included. Perfectly social distancing, weird time, motherfuckers. Um, and I also need to alert you and push in the direction um, of Falling's new fantasy platform, the new way to enjoy the PJ Tour, um, where you play head-to-head matches, you pay challenge matches, there's all sorts of matches. You pick your winners. Falling's give you a great breakdown of uh, of each player and their chances for each week in the course and the tournament. And myself uh, and Sam Kesson, the COO of Falling's, uh, discuss it in very much, uh, very much detail um, on Tour Talk on a weekly basis to give you guys the best chance to earn points to play by playing fantasy golf. Guys, go check them out. Amazing company, Fallings.com. Back to the motherfucking podcast. One. Uh, we're all in, gents. How's it going? Amazing. You thought I was going to do like going a bit. Of a, you thought I was going to do a bit of a detailed introduction there, didn't you? Yeah, everybody else. And yeah, I'll catch off guard. Um, what is up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome to Just Jack's Just Chat. Um, this week we've got a yeah, we've got, we've got something different. We've actually got three um, of the biggest California dickheads going. Um, <laughs> John from Nine to Five Golf, Hosa, and uh, and Jimmy Jimmy Tropicana. Um, these three gents were lucky enough. Actually, no, one of them was lucky enough to win um, the competition that I ran, uh, giving away a free four ball at Past Tempo Golf Course. So we thought it would be a good time, I guess, to get them on, 
talk about that trip, how it went down. And I want to actually make, a, make an announcement that, Jose, you were the only guy who actually took advantage of the, of the unlimited fucking entries. You tagged like a hundred of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like, of course uh, you would. Yeah, it's fucking uh, math. <laughs> yeah, one night I was on a good one, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try and win this shit, and I just started tagging like random people that follow me too, and a bunch of people DM me back and were like, "What the fuck is this, dude? Like, I don't even golf. Like, leave me alone." <laughs> how many? Gotta how, be in it to win it. You do, man. How, how many people did you piss off though? Because like, you've you've got it. You only can only pick three others. I kind of fucked you as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, I had, uh, I mean, honestly, there were, there was a lot of guys that I tagged that I, I golfed with that are cool as hell that are like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I thought we were friends. Like, I thought I you were tagging know, me as an invite. Yeah. Like, they were like, I, like, you could just lose my number now. Like, it's cool, bro. Like, I know where we stand. And I was just like, dude, I, I could only choose three other guys to go with me. Like, it's a, like, it was really hard for me to even pare it down to the to the three guys that I did choose. How how, how many blowjobs were you offered? Just curious. <laughs> I was actually only offered uh, one uh, like no eye contact hand job, and that was by, uh, and, and that was by my homie uh, uh, Dirty. You know him, Dirty Bird, Josh. Uh, did he put the taser up your asshole as well? Uh, no, but but he did offer uh, while I was finishing to tase me somewhere to uh, to get me to the next level. <laughs> Oh, well, that's the end of the in- that's the end of the interview. That was well done, buddy. Well played, sir. I don't know who wants to. I don't know who wants to sort of lead the lead the story tell. Um, but who, who whose idea was it to sort of turn? I guess I, I know it's a bit of a trek for you boys in in SoCal, but whose idea was it to turn it into this you know pilgrimage to pass and add another round <laughs> in there and, and, and make it somewhat of a somewhat of a thing. I think it was a combo uh, idea from all, you know, from all four of us, because, mm. uh, you know, like you said, it's a trek up there. So we may as well have taken advantage of our time, you know, heading up there and heading back and just kind of, you know, detailing yeah. everything that, that we were doing. Uh, and I think, too, the I fact that none of us. Guys. Oh, sorry, Hoser. I think no, you're good. Uh, the other big part of it was the fact that I don't think either of us had ever played any golf north of Santa Barbara, maybe. So it was just kind of a no-brainer to document the whole thing and get as much out of it as we could. Yeah. Yeah, it looked, it looked, it looked, it looked, it looked fucking insane. But it looked, it looked quite tame, I must say, on that, on that night's day you had. I, th- I thought you were going to get fucked up, but it looked, it, looked quite, uh, it looked quite tame. You can't even... You, you can't, it's COVID times, know, man. Yeah, I don't know how it is over there in Austria, but here it's like... <laughs> Everybody, He's just narrowing you know, it down. Be, narrowing it down. Locked. You have to be locked. Oh, we lost him. We lost him in seven. We lost him. Come back, Jimmy. I thought your barbershop would have good Wi-Fi. Oh. <laughs> nah, they're on Glendora, dude. They're still... I, I think Wi-Fi just got there. Um, <laughs> well, anyways, I'll, I'll take over from Jimmy. I mean, yeah. that, that... I mean, the first night that we were there... Well, I mean, especially out here in California, it's it's like COVID is fuck lockdown. So you literally can't go anywhere. Like restaurants are closing early. Bars aren't even open. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to like walk to a 7-Eleven or some sort of random liquor store to get any kind of drinks and then just go back to the hotel room and, and drink. And then, I mean, <laughs> there's not really a mood to be had when you're just sitting there, like, in your underwear with the air conditioning blasting, like, drinking a 40 by yourself. You just you just look kind of sad at that yeah. point. You get what I'm saying? Sounds like my kind of night. <laughs> yeah, we're basically yeah. just drinking and eating pizza and then just watching the footage that I filmed from the day yeah. and just yeah. talking about how cool it was. To be fair, it... it, it if it was the other way around, if Paso was the first day and you had Pacific Grove on the second, I kind of feel like you would have got fucked up in your underwear together. Uh, you just want to you, you want to save your best more stuff more Paso, likely, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we played it perfectly, though. I think it was a yeah. it was a perfect uh, it was a perfect scenario and like a perfect uh, 
progression because if if we would have played pasta first and then went and played the other place we would have fucking thrown rocks at that i mean that it was bad but it was it was you know pa- no pasta's just pasta you know like that's yeah, a- yeah, yeah. <clears throat> how did you uh, how did you decide been. to like like how did you decide how to do like formatting for for i guess the for the golf like was it was it quite hard to detach yourself from any sort of competition at pasta and just like you know score, mark your own card or were you we attempted to compete because it, it's tough to get right, isn't it? So uh, the first day at Pacific Grove, Jimmy got a little into it with the competition. <laughs> sure. um, just a little. Just a little bit. Um, but uh, the second day, we all kind of were, I think we were just in awe of Pasatiempo from the minute we drove through the gates that the only thing on our mind was just enjoy the day and relax. And we just wanted to spend more time, I Observing. guess, like... Yeah, we want to spend more time in the camaraderie of each other, enjoying and observing the course instead of talking shit or competing or anything like that, you know? How, how did Jimmy get on in, in that respect? Not talking shit. <laughs> the, the, so, so at PASA, I mean, should we, I think we should do kind of like a rundown of like, yeah, take, take us of what the ship. we like, did. Yeah, yeah, go, Let, go let's go. start from the beginning so that, you know, yeah. the seven yeah. people, you know, so we can kind of go Eight. from the, the beginning. Eight. <laughs> There's eight now. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll, I'll tell like a little bit, and then you know we'll have Hoser tell, and then we'll have Yermo tell some. So the, <laughs> the first, the first day it was actually a Sunday, and and we met up. Um, they live up northern, or nor- I call it Northern California, but it's like north of where I live. That's Northern California to me. I don't go past that. So uh, we met up there, and we drove through kind of like the coast of California, which is gr- a great drive anyway. So we go up and it's about a, what was it? Six hour, five hour, six hour drive to five hour. all the way. Yeah. To the Santa Cruz area is where we, where we stayed. So we, we stopped, <laughs> we, we drove up there all in one day, stopped a couple times to just, you know, stretch and whatever else. And then that same day we got to Pacific Grove and met up with some friends and played Pacific Grove, and then from there, we drove to downtown Santa Cruz, which is like a five-minute drive to Pasa Temple. So that first day, we did play golf. We played at uh, at Pacific Grove, which was which was it was fun. It was you know it's it was different than what what I'm used to because I never play on the coast, um, and it was beautiful. The the back nine was just absolutely gorgeous. And then so we got there and back to the hotel. Uh, and then the next day was Pasa. So I'll let these guys tell you about that. That I think that's where the story really starts because everything else was just kind of driving. And Pacific Grove was cool, but it, it just it it wasn't even close to the second day. So one of you can tell the second day. Yeah. So yeah. So Pacific Grove was really fun. Uh, we met up with some friends of ours who live up north. <clears throat> Uh, the really cool part was playing the last, I think, two or three holes of Pacific Grove as a sevensome. So it was, we were all just walking, having a good time, and the sun was going down. Really good mood to end the day on, kind of get us really extra excited for Pasatiempo. Mm. So we had a really good tea time, 2.30 in the afternoon. The course was about 10 minutes away from us, so we could really take our time, get breakfast, stretch out, because we're all in our you know, mid to late 30s, so we got some tender areas after a round of golf and six hours of driving. But... Jimmy, Jimmy's in his 30s. No, <laughs> I think, think? Jimmy's... Well, like mentally, he's still 17, right? but... <laughs> Jimmy's yeah, damn near 50, I believe. I think he's 69. I'm pretty sure he's 69. Uh, every, every day. I turn 69 every day. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought he was 52. That thought looks rough. <laughs> Hey, they call it weather, fool. Weather. Oh, shit. Weather. Hey, this no, it's, called, it's called patina. It's called patina. <laughs> oh, man. So, Jose, I don't know if you want to take it from there. So, we, we got up, had a, had a good lunch, just stretched everything out, got, you know, got our fit right. Because when you go to a place like Pasa Tiempo, it's, I, I think it's safe to say we each spent a good amount of time getting ready and deciding on our outfits. And it sounds stupid, but when you go to a place like that, I feel like it's you owe it to yourself and to the course to yeah the course was you you want to you want to wear your nicest golf shirt to a place like this you want to wear your nice you want to wear your whatever your favorite shirt is whatever your favorite because you want to be in the best mood 
I think, possible yeah. and then positive tempo just takes it to the next level that's like that's like a all, taser to the ass <laughs> that's also that's all part and parcel of, of bucket list golf right is like i guess um you know use the anticipation about it like usually when you just play with you with your buds every week you just like usually like you know five minutes safe for your tee off time straight to the first and away you go whereas with bucket list yeah. golf you really take the time to like appreciate it and part of that definitely definitely is getting ready and putting on your best best uh best best golf gear it's like your wedding day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really was. Our graduation <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know. Was I don't like, know no shit. Graduate. It actually, it actually was better. Was it, have you guys, do you guys know much about Pasta before, before you got there? Like, what's the, what's the general consensus where you're from? Just like a really cool course that's miles away? Or is it a course quite a lot of people have played? John, I didn't, know, John I didn't knows know all about anything it. about it. I mean, John had to, like, educate us. I mean, John is sort of the quote-unquote... Uh, golf course nerd don't take that in a bad way johnny <laughs> thank but, you like, oh, it's a compliment. he gave us thank all you. like the backstory of the place who built it and i'm just kind of like yeah fuck yeah like i, I want to raffle like let's let's go do this <laughs> like the course looks fucking awesome i googled yeah and i kept telling him like no but was. you don't understand you don't understand <laughs> yeah like and I Googled how expensive the place was, and I was like, oh, shit, this place must be pretty legit. And then as soon as we sort of like, like they said, as soon as we drove into it, you kind of get, uh, I, I mean, for me, I just got like a warm, happy, fuzzy feeling of like, wow, like you kind of get energy <laughs> and there's a vibe from that place that just kind of takes over and you just... You just get into a different kind of uh, mindset when you go play a place like that, like you were talking about. It's not, it's not like the f- course that's five minutes away and you just run to it and go play with your right. boys real quick right. and yeah. you know shoot at eighty five. Like there, you like, <laughs> I was really like paying attention to everything, every little detail, and I think Jimmy was as well because I mean mm-hmm. I I was paying attention to the other guys too to make sure that they were having as much of a good time as I was. And I know there was a couple times where I caught Jimmy just like smoking a frajo and just kind of like looking up to the sky, like soaking in the sun. Dude, at one point he laid down on the grass, right? Like on the third hole, he just laid down and just he was just surrounded um, by trees. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of weird because you know I, I it has been like four months of complete madness, you know, and and yeah, it's been it's been really and it was you know it's been really tough, so business and life and everything you just have all this anxiety and questions unanswered and stress and then as soon as i got there he's right it was like as soon as we drove in i I drove in with john and like it's like this i've had that feeling a few times in my life i remember i remember one specifically is the first time i went to disneyland and i walked in and i was like oh my god like this is it like and it was it's like a different it's a different plant disneyland is its own world everything and that was last year outside (laughs) (laughs) and then uh the other time was the, the first time i actually played uh music at at the whiskey a go go and like i was backstage and like i saw it from the other side i was like oh wow, like there's been so many people that have played here and have walked out this way. And, you know, like the whole, just the, the aura of it, it was, it like, it hit me. So that, that same, and I had, you know, like, like Hoser said, I knew, I knew that Pasa Tiempo existed and it is my buddy's uh, dad's favorite course. So I had heard about it. I had never really researched it to the degree that I know about it now, but yeah, when we, when we pulled in and I got out of the car, I was like, it, it literally takes your breath away. And it's, you know, and like I was telling these guys, they go, it's just, it's just grass and there's trees, but for some reason there's so much more to it. Like there's, there's, there's like the depth. Yeah. It's gravitational pull to the center of the course. Like it's just, it's pulling you and keeping your attention. So yeah, at the first three or four holes, like I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't get over it. Like I was, I was, I, I laid down, he's right. I laid down at one point and I just kind of like tried to get, I tried to ground myself to be like, I'm going to be one with this place. And like, kind of really, <laughs> you know, it's really like, I, I couldn't explain it. I didn't know what yeah. to do. Like, I just really felt it. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, 
And I think all that stress and all that anxiety and all that everything from the past four months kind of just dissipated. And I was like, oh, my God, this is excellent. And I kept telling Jose, I go, thanks, man. I needed this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So it was it was really uh, an experience, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, it was uh it was it was pretty amazing. I and and I can attest to Jimmy's um, stressing out levels because I'd say maybe about a month before we went to uh, Basa Tiempo, we played at Industry Hills, and there was I think there was like protests or riots going on yeah. down where Jimmy's yeah. uh, yeah. shop is at. And I mean, I think I saw him smoke about twenty two cigarettes <laughs> in about eleven minutes. And, and he was just like, Double fisting. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on down there. I got to check this out. And I just kept trying to tell him like, hey, dude, like it's out of, like it's out of your control. Like if something's mm-hmm. going to happen, it's going to happen. But he was like, yeah, but you don't know the business. And, and just like every two minutes, like another cigarette was in his mouth and like he was rushing his shots. And, and like you could just feel the stress. And that was I mean, that did kind of help play into me choosing Jimmy. But also, too, like I had a moment as well, and I don't think these guys are aware of it. And, and I think I should share it now is like uh, when we got there, obviously, you know, checking in, seeing the pro shop and all that. And then once we got our carts and and everything, and then I kind of took about 10 minutes to myself and drove down to the driving range uh, area because it's it's past the first hole. And then you have to like loop around to get to the to get to where the driving range is. And I kind of pulled a, a Jimmy moment as well. I just kind of <laughs> got out of the cart and stood there in the sun, like smelling the trees and feeling the breeze and like looking at the driving range and how amazing it is. And just like how the grass is cut and just really taking in the whole thing. And I, I almost had a tear come to my eye because just to think of, you know, some ghetto kid from Oxnard, California is stepping onto these quote unquote hollowed grounds of Basa Tiempo. Like it's just a different vibe and energy when you get there. And I'm kind of glad that I had that moment by myself because it was, it was the purest moment of, of being able to go golfing at a place like that for me anyways. Wow. That's, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, it, that's incredible. Yeah, like it, 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 it sounds like almost therapy, like, like really, like the purest form of therapy you can get, right? Is, is, is it golf? It totally was. Yeah, it totally was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, I think Jimmy, Jimmy, made a really good uh, analogy there about the gravitational pull because when you get into actually Pasa Tiempo where where you're supposed to park, and you walk up to the pro shop, the 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 first hole is basically right there. And it's it's an elevated dramatic par four, and you just see you can see the coastline from there. So you walk out of the parking lot, and we're walking to the pro shop, and then you just see like a little hallway. You make a left, and just the entire course is just right there. And all we could like as soon as we got out of the car, we made our way towards the pro shop, and we all just made a hard left turn straight to the first tee. Mm-hmm. And we just stood there for like ten minutes and just yeah, we did. <laughs> we were looking around. There's some Adirondack chairs there. We immediately sat down, and I I'm pretty sure I said wow about twenty times. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I just kept walking around. And I just said wow, wow, wow. <laughs> like it was amazing. Oh, yeah. bu- bucket list golf is like it, it, it. It's not underrated, but it's kind of underappreciated because it's not often that we get to we get to do that. Right, go and spend like. 350 400 quid or whatever on, on a round of golf so but I, but I guess it would ruin it if if you were to do bucket list golf every week i mean i probably wouldn't complain about playing passer every week but i guess it it, it ensures the moments in those courses are like kept really special right yeah it's totally yeah. different and it was um and it wasn't even so much about the golf man like it wasn't like oh this is this is a golf course it was just there was something else behind it like it yeah there's a definite vibe about, yeah, because golf you can do at a at a driving range or you know like it, it didn't it wasn't the golf it was something else I don't know I don't I can't explain it but yeah it was... I think I think um yeah I definitely felt that too and I think it was definitely more about the the just the golf course itself because I've I've been lucky enough to play at some some good highly rated courses and most of them are on the newer side like I recently went on a trip to 
to stream song in Florida and I played at Whistling Straits out in Wisconsin. And those are all very hollow courses there. Whistling Straits is a major championship venue, but it's not, it didn't have, you could feel that it didn't have the history and that it hasn't been on that piece of property as long as Pasatiempo has. And just when you step on the Pasatiempo, you just feel it instantly and you feel it you feel it especially when on when you're on the course because of the designs of the holes and the way they're routed but you just feel it on the entire piece of the property you just feel like this place has been here for a long time and it's there's a lot of memories and stuff stuffed sure. into these fairways sure. that that you can yeah. feel it just seems to have like i guess 100%. from a far away from a, from, yeah, from a phone was... screen but it seems to have like a, a soul about it right like alistair mckenzie's house is on the course. It's kind of mm -hmm. like eerie in a way, right? But it's yeah. It it, it it's hard to ignore. Oh yeah. It's hard to ignore. You know, ha having his house there, but also having that feeling. It's like, hang on a minute. What what's going on? <laughs> There's definitely like I think I think like that, you yeah. Know, it, we, we, it's we, almost. Go ahead. I think it's almost like saying you've met a person. It wasn't like you go to a golf course and it's just there, and you play it and then you leave. This was almost like there was somebody there that we were going to go see, and we went and we met them, and they reciprocated kind of deal. Yeah, and we got it's, to know them. And... Yeah, yeah, and it, it, yeah. it's literally, and it sounds ridiculous, but it almost is as if that if that course had a soul that you were able to connect with, and it's very, very strange because it, to me, anybody told me that I'd dumb to go fuck themselves and that they're retarded <laughs> because that's a ridiculous <laughs> concept. You know, it's just a park. But this really did. It had something, just like Disneyland or just like a, a historic venue or something. There are things there that you can feel, and you can. I mean, anybody that goes there will tell you that that you you just breathe it in, and it's like, oh my god, it's it's real. You know, it's a real thing. Do you think? It's awesome. Do you think that the the fact you played it at Twilight added to it as well? Um. I don't think it matters when you play that thing. I mean, we got Twilight on the back nine, but which was magical. But I don't know. You play that first thing in the morning or in the evening. It's there. There's just the when we were leaving, it was dark, and you can still feel it. Like it was pitch dark, yeah. and there's still like this. It, that's and we were still standing play. on that first tee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a gravitational pull. That's the only thing I get that pulls you into. Like it's like a magnet that's sucking you towards this this being, and this being is the vibe of the course, and it's 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 crazy. It's magnanimous. Did you 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 went out and played some extra holes after, right? Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, that like, was the best decision we ever made. We, yeah. we finished eighteen, and then um, we said, okay, let's go fly the drone. And um, so we just decided, okay, we're going to play a couple more holes. And we ended up yeah, playing. Yeah, and 10, 10 through 12 and then 17 and 18 are all really close to each other. So it was really easy to go from as soon as we finished the round, we kind of got a drink, collected ourselves, and then the cart path pretty much just leads you right back out to the 10th tee. Yeah. And those are, yeah. personally, those are my 10 through 12 are my favorite holes on the course. So getting that was that couldn't have been more perfect for me getting the drone up there and pretty sure i said wow another 50 times <laughs> yeah it's a different it's a different uh it's a different thing that you see i mean i see these guys fly these drones all the time and you see the courses but what you're going to see with this drone and johnny's putting that together but what you're going to see from that video is you know i think that you'll be able to capture the the magnitude of this location you're going to be able to see what we're talking about because you know, I'm, we're making it sound like out of this world, and hopefully, from from that bird's eye view, you're going to be able to see that it it is actually kind of out of this world. It's insane. Yeah, it's, and it's, the, the, the best crazy. thing about yeah. what what John does with his videos as well, like they're, they're never overproduced, right? That they're always like they're always clean cut, but they've always got like a raw a raw feel to them. You're like because you're just experiencing the place and the relationship between. The golfers, right? You sort of like I told John this before. Like you kind of feel like transfixed into it. It's not fancy. It's not glamorous, but it's like. It's raw, right? And I think it's, it's yep. probably going to be a, the perfect style for for Pastiempo. Yeah, yeah, it's going to capture it, and it's and it's. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to try and make it like a movie. I want to try and make it. I want to try and make you feel like you're actually playing there with us, and like like Jimmy said, I really want to try and get the soul of Pasatiempo across when you're mm -hmm. watching it because. 
awesome. Yeah, it's, it's something, I mean, you're, you're, you're not going to feel a hundred percent of what we, of what you experience when you go there. But I think John will capture it in a way that you're going to get an idea as to why this could be so special. You know what I mean? You're yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. Yeah. And even if it means fuck all like to anyone else, like it's pretty cool that you've that you've had someone in your in your in your golfer group that's sort of able to like capture it so well, right? Because that's just memories for yeah. you, you and your family. You get to show your kids, like that'll be huge. Like imagine imagine showing that. I'm I'm just thinking of me being like seven years old. My dad showed me a video from past year, but I'd be hooked straight away. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's gonna be oh, some yeah. inspirational shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's yeah, gonna be something uh, that we watch I don't, for a while. I don't while. think my nine-year-old daughter cares that much. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, daddy, that's great. Come play with me now." <laughs> <laughs> she'll get it one day. Like, <laughs> yeah, she'll get it one day. Um, and I, look, I, I, it kind of feels it kind of feels like I'm taken away from the course away. But like, I've got, I've got to ask, like, how, how did it play? Is it tough? Like, apparently the greens are yes. nuts. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's so we played from the middle tees. We didn't okay. even tip it out, and it, it's not a long course to begin with. But a lot of my friends who have played it before, or who have gotten to play it before, they basically told me distance is meaningless with that course because <laughs> it's all about the routing, the strategy, and it's about having to hit a good shot because those greens, you, I've hit, I hit several shots where I thought it was good middle of the green, and I just saw one hump or bump take it. 60 feet away from the hole and you you sort of realize the genius in it like the the alistair mckenzie's whole ethos was design a course where the good player would it would be a challenge for them to go low but a beginning player you know the fairways are wide enough and there's actually enough humps and bumps that if they hit a bad shot it could get ricocheted back into play and i really noticed that there were a few times where i got away with some stuff and there was a few times where i got you know i tried to challenge the hole or I tried to challenge in a way and you get either rewarded or punished. And that's, that was the biggest takeaway I took of from this course is that this is the first golf course I've ever played where there's truly no filler holes or there was no holes that I like forgot. I could describe almost every hole pretty well. And I still remember it pretty well in my head. It's, it's so refreshing yeah. to like, to, to, to like hear that, like a past 70 golf course that isn't long, uh, can, can play so tough. And it doesn't it like it, you know, like a lot of golf courses feel like they need to keep up with the modern game, right? And they go and add fucking forty yards to every hole, push the push the yeah. tees back, and it's sort of just sort of like a bit, a bit like what what's happened down at um San Diego. Help me out, brain block. Um, Tory Pines. Tory Pines. Instead of Tory Pines, you see how much that's changed over time. It's kind of like, and then you start mm-hmm. losing the views from certain parts of the golf course. It loses its sort of character in a way. But it's it's so nice to know that that'll never happen to Pasiempo. It doesn't need to be changed. It won't be changed. It almost protects itself with, with uh, I guess how beautifully designed it's, it was. Um, it's all about the. Yeah. It's all about the greens. The greens will make mm-hmm. that a difficult golf course forever. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't remember any tee shots that were like, "Oh my god, this is incredibly difficult." They were, and it was. They were wide fairways, and it played yeah. easy off the tee, easy-ish off the tee. But once you got, it's a second. Greens, it's a second shot golf course, like Augusta is, like you know, like yeah. Alistair McKenzie courses tend to be. He's known for his greens, and he's known for the strategy of being friendly off the tee but if you really want to attack the flag actually it's better that you're on the left side of the fairway instead of the right and there's a few of those uh the 14th hole is the one that instantly comes to mind where i know there's like a there's a giant half pipe that just goes through the center a giant depression that makes the green blind and i was joking on the tee and i said hoser i said hey for the sake of content can you just please just put it in there so i can get a shot of you hitting it and he hit a good drive it, it looked like it was going to miss it. And then all of a sudden you just see one kick left and the ball just disappears into the super pipe. And was it was, right. it was a great shot. And it was, it's just one of those things where it, it's a really and good strategic par, course. The, all the par threes are super short. I mean, if you think of, remember the whole right after that is a par three, that was like a hundred and five mm-hmm. yards. Mm-hmm. And then on the front, there was a couple, uh, there's another but par deadly. three. That, yeah, deadly. Even, even 18 is a short little par three. It's not credit crazy, you know. Everything's short. It's the hardest but, par three I've ever played, though. Yeah, I'll they're, say that. they're not. 18. They're not. They're not easy. And the greens are about you know seven miles long, and it, it's wild. It's wild, yeah. but it's well done. Yeah, it's it well was. Done. It was amazing. What what I really took away from that course too after playing it is I have so much more respect for Me? the pros. And uh, well, no, it actually it actually made me lose respect for you. (laughs) But like so much more respect for the pros of like what they do around the greens, like out of 
the out of the rough being able to land it on there because you know when you see it on tv and you hear you know one of the announcers yeah oh that's an amazing shot from you know <laughs> it's, if he gets it within 10 feet that's going to be a great shot and like they do it and you're like it's, it's 10 feet from the hole like you should be able to hold that like what a piece of shit and then you go and play a course like this and you're like holy fuck these guys are really fucking good like now yeah, he I said get that. what they're Hoser, talking about. Hoser said that. He, it, we, he, finished, he made a chip <laughs> shot. I, I remember where we were. It was on that, that, that par three uphill. It was the third hole. The, yep. the third yeah, hole, he yeah. Hits, he, hits one up the, he hits one off the rough, and he goes, I got a lot of respect for the guys on TV. I go, what, you thought they were bad, bro? All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. like, you just realized it now that they're really, really good. Hoser, yeah, well, in, in the I back mean, of Hoser's mind for the last five years, being like, you know, if I, if I just practice a bit harder, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, that's maybe. that's every weekend for me, man. If I'm like, oh, if I would have turned around whole uh, 7, 12, and 18. Yeah. And I get uh, weekly texts from him. Bogeydom, I, uh, I, I get I weekly round totally recaps from Hoser. Yeah, I could totally I'm be on the there. PGA Tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Jimmy and John are, are, are kind of my goals, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, we're friends because I, I kind of – I'm trying to be better so I could uh, catch up with these two cockbags and, and beat them eventually. Yeah, you, no, you beat us at Pacific. Progress, you beat us at no, the that's pack. That's true. That's true. I got lucky. I was closing. <laughs> I closed my eyes on most of the shots. <laughs> was there a, more often? Was it? Was there any like standout, like you know, memorable shots from from from, from the round, like where you just I know flush on for one sixty to ten feet, you know, something that just stands out. Uh, uh. For me, I would say the first hole. I was, mm-hmm. um, I was nervous going up to my ball when I put my tee into the ground and put my ball on the tee i was nervous and then once i stood back and kind of stood over the ball and was ready and then looked down the fairway i kind of got uh a little bit of tunnel vision and the you know just kind of everything blanked out and i i hit a good shot into the middle of the fairway it's the only one that Um, hit the fairway out of the four of us (laughs) yeah that one and then um I had a putt, I think it was on the third hole, that was maybe six or seven feet, and it probably broke about nine feet. Yeah. And, and I made that putt for par. And I was just, after I made that putt, I was like, holy shit, this course is amazing. <laughs> I mean, those did were we the two any, that, that stood did, out we, for me. We had, did we, have, we had some birdies, right, John? Did I made the only birdie. birdie. I was going to say that's my memorable shot is, oh. and I will just say this, I'm going to describe it as much as I can because it's one of the few shots that I unfortunately didn't get on video. But uh, I made the only birdie of the trip out of the four of us. I'm just going to flex on you guys right now. Both the rounds. whole trip? There was oh, only no, one birdie, I've, I've, I've only one birdie the whole trip. I've got to guess. It's, and it's, it was, it's either on hole 10, 11, 12, or 18. 10. It was 10. Yeah. Because you so, reference you, oh, you, you set it so, up nicely. <laughs> yeah so 10 we made the turn and it was during our normal round too so it actually counted it wasn't when we went back out there with the drone uh but 10 is an amazing hole i think that might be my favorite tee shot for sure it's kind of a semi-blind you're hitting over this huge branca uh and i had about 150 160 in or so and i caught it a little toey it looked like it was going to run up into the green caught a little bit of rough i'm about i'd say 30 or 40 yards from the hole and I, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know if I was just excited about the shot because I actually liked how it looked. I, I think I told Jimmy or I told someone or I must have said it out loud. I said as I was getting out of the car, like, I think I can chip this in. Hmm. And I did not grab my camera, went up, took a couple of practice swings. And I think Jimmy was up by the green, so he actually yeah, saw it yeah. trickle in. I watched it. But it was kind of like there's a little backstop bowl thing on the back of the green and no. the pin was in the very back. And it, I, I hit it. At first, I thought I hit it way too hard. And then it just starts taking this little ridge up the green, starts breaking left, and it just bloop, hits oh, the pin and goes no, in. Oh, you chipped in it past the tempo. You did. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, that it's hole a... was hard, too. And another reason why that's my favorite hole is because when we went back out with the drone, we played it again, and I had the exact same shot, and I hit it to four <laughs> feet, I think. So if you only Flipped out the putt, but I hit it to four feet. Yeah. yeah. Incredible, man. It's the best hole ever created. It's, it's unreal. Like, I, I always think about, like, particularly all golf course, I always think back to, like, the, the architect who, who first had the, 
the initial conversations to get the build on its way and like what those conversations must have been like and like wish they could, I guess, witness like how it stood the test of time. Because I think that's mm-hmm. another beautiful thing about golf, right? It, it doesn't move. Like if 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 the half decently ran golf club and you know, it doesn't go bankrupt or whatever, like that thing that thing's forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and, and that's how I look at them. I look at especially these historic ones like Pasatiempo, the ones that have been around since the twenties and the ones, you know, over in uh Europe where you are where there's even <laughs> older courses in Scotland, the home of golf where it's been around. I thought forever. it was in Australia. That, <laughs> it's in Russia, so <laughs> what? I gave him Europe. I'm at least giving him the right content. But uh fuck. <laughs> Denmark, but yeah, you know, those it? courses, I view them almost as historical landmarks or national parks or, you know, there's so much history to them that they have, you know, going back to what we said before, there's a soul about them. And I I feel like, you know, the spirit of Alistair McKenzie or the spirit of some of these old architects is in, this, in these courses. And what, what, I, what I always think about is I because obviously none of them could have seen the future of golf and with the equipment and all this stuff I I wonder how much I I always think about like how hard are they smiling every time they see someone with like a brand new driver or like new equipment or new golf ball if they're looking down from heaven or whatever I just imagine them laughing because they're like this course is night over a hundred years old you have brand new equipment and I'm still fucking you over to this day (laughs) like yeah like my my design works Yeah, yeah my design works. Eight, they're laughing. <laughs> they're like, oh, every time, every time someone makes a snowman, an architect in heaven gets his wings. I think that's <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right. Yeah, so, so, anyways, can that, we uh, can we talk me, about a... some of the crazy shit that happened out there at the actual golf course? Like well, enough of like the good vibes and stuff. Can we talk about the crazy well, guy with the knife? There's one. Yeah, I was gonna say there's one thing on, that on happened. Hole eight. I, I wanted to forget okay. about it, but go on. <laughs> okay. Don't stop it. So. We're we're on the par. Th- it's the par three, right? Number eight. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. up there. We all hit our tee shots. Drive down to near the green. Then there's this fucking guy walking uh, down the street because in between eight and nine, there's a road that that separates the two. And this guy was walking with his Shih Tzu dog, whatever, some small little dog. But he was walking all crazy, like <laughs> swinging his arms and like fucking like just crazy bubble eyes like he had just done like a big rail of like crystal meth and like he's walking down and staring at us and like he looks at jimmy pulls out a knife like pretends to slice his own throat and then points at jimmy like he's gonna do something and then just keeps walking and like is this a true story there no yeah story and Jimmy was like, hey, hey, heads up for this, Vato. And I was like, oh, I saw him when he was walking way the fuck up there. I could tell a crazy person from a fucking mile away. And I was like, I wish that motherfucker would come over here because we are not yeah. from this area. That and also, we're all holding our wedges right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine imagine if you actually kill one of you. Imagine the, the blood's on my hands. I'd be fucked. I'd be like, no. Oh, no, no that, that I, guy would have had no chance. We would have ruined that guy's nah. life. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. that much. Because I would have fucking, I would have taken that guy's dog and shoved it up his ass. <laughs> okay. Shih Tzu, dude. I filmed, Put that Shih Tzu where it belongs. And then Johnny would have had that shit on film. Fuck that guy. But that was fucking crazy. I was like, how the fuck are we in the middle of this amazing place? Yeah. And this crazy what dude. Is just like I for you know what? Fuck it. I'm not gonna take my medication today and I'm gonna go on a walk with my shih tzu <laughs> with a knife in my pocket in Pasa Tiempo. And I mean, you know, the houses around there aren't fucking cheap. So I mean, you know, this no. kid is is not some tweaker off the street. He's just yeah. fucking He's crazy, trust yo. Trust fund baby who He's watching yeah, too, much fun with his too much, too much lockdown time on his hands. He, 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 yeah, he sounds like the majority that, of Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Oh boy, here we go. It's because you're from fucking Australia, bro. Take it easy. <laughs> Should we talk Wait, about I... World War Two? <laughs> I, I don't know. If, I don't know enough about to talk about it, Jimmy. Unfortunately. Yeah, you you guys lost. Oh, did we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking German. <laughs> we just sound like ignorant Fuck, Americans. Fucking now. Japanese. <laughs> No, yeah, god damn it. From Libya. So anyway, man, Anyways. listen, um, thank you for, for doing that for us because you really uh and thank you to Hoser and whoever else sponsored, but it came from you, so we thank you. 
Yeah, man, uh, that for, was amazing. For helping us get there, and it's a trip that uh, I mean, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know if I want to do it again, just because I kind of want that. I kind of want this memory. You know what I mean? And it it's not like I need to go back. Uh, you can and, fuck off. I'm going back to Paso Tempo. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, I don't. Up. I don't think I. I don't think I would, just because. I'm kind of one of those guys that just it was done right the first time, and I I don't want to go back and have something go wrong and then I lose the the integrity of it. Like I don't need to go back to play it to get a better score or anything like that. I feel like I've seen it, I've experienced it. It's a perfect taste, and I don't. How want do you to have two kids it. then? Yeah, well, that's a different story. <laughs> but I think that uh, I think that I'm I think that I'm completely content with it and i don't think i have anything more to explore there and i love it the way that i saw it and i don't want to go see it in a different light so but anyway thank you for that and thank you for selecting him and hoser thank you for taking me and yeah man. great not, not at all I, I, I literally watching i couldn't have like it couldn't have gone to like four more sort of uh four four better humans like obviously i've, I've followed obviously jimmy and, and and johnny for a while um hoser not so much until 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 recently but like um if anyone was gonna like make the most of it, understand its depth, like really appreciate it, it was you for. So it was absolute, absolute pleasure. And like that, that's I guess I've I've sort of realized with the podcast is like the the gift of like being able to just be able to give is just so powerful, man. Like it was just it was fulfilling for me, even though I couldn't go over there and play, just watching you guys play it. Um, yeah, so, and as so soon as you, you as soon as you give us that 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 one for Europe, that's going to be great too. We'll come back and tell you all about that. <laughs> so, yeah, well, actually, actually, maybe actually maybe we could stop by Austria. You can meet us at the turn. <laughs> meet us at the turn. Well, the next the, the next one mean... is um next one's going to be Gamble Sands. Is uh, two rounds and an overnight stay in this Ooh. one. Yeah, that's perfect. Ooh. So where, where do yeah, we just? I'm gonna get my thumbs ready for the tagging on that one. I don't <laughs> want to go out there. I'm gonna tag just everybody. Ask, I know. Ask Cozy. He'll he'll do for you. <laughs> yeah exactly i'm gonna, I'm gonna find I'm a way to get on shit. I, i'm gonna find a way to get onto your your instagram and delete everybody else's comment and then <laughs> just add mine <laughs> look at that bro i just i just put that in somebody's mind they're like i know hmm. <laughs> you just you just gave that, that idea to someone who already knows how to do that I was already yeah. about to start Googling how to do that right now. Just go to Instagram. I need to win another trip. Who's just like, just I can't win to... twice. I'm not that lucky. Yeah, yeah that would, to, that would be to, amazing. Go to Instagram and then the username is just Jax and then the password is Australia rules. And go on and just <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was oi, oi, oi. It's not oi, oi, oi. Yeah. I thought it was uh, Foster69. <laughs> You know, it's all of them, dude. It's all of them mixed together. English log is better than American log, like hands down. Like you can't take the piss out of Fosters. You can't take the piss out of Fosters. The the password is Crocodile Dundee. Hey Jimmy, Jimmy, do you want to tell the other people, eight people, about about the Tropicana Players Club before you fuck off? I do want to. I'll mention that. Um, yeah, so here in America, we, we play um, golf in groups of individuals that we call our, we call them friends. Over there, you guys call them mates. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's, Australia. Australia. Okay, that's what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so what, we, what we're doing with this is just like John and, and Hoser and the rest of our network, I thought, you know, these guys aren't meeting each other enough like i have friends and they should be friends with my other friends so i thought you know let's bring everybody together here so i've created this um it's a men's club it's essentially just a men's club but it's approved and official through the scga and um you know everybody keeps their handicap and what we're doing is we're playing a little bit of competitive golf which um i feel like some people want to do but maybe they're not ready or they feel like they're not ready but with a handicap system it equals out your abilities so the scratch golfer or the 30 handicap you're going to play on the same level because you're getting strokes so i thought okay now that we can do that we can um kind of make it competitive and it's not like you know millions of dollars but you can put a couple bucks down and, and make it interesting and, and challenge yourself a little bit and i think that's important for 
the improvement of your game is you at some point need to challenge yourself and not just throw down another ball when you hit a bad shot you need to learn the whole aspect of the game so um i've done that and um i you know we've gotten a really good response and i have <clears throat> one match a month versus other groups here in southern california and um we're we have one september october november and december already so i think it's going to be fun to bring all these people together and my goal really was to have my friends make friends with my other friends and then me not be involved every time you know like and it's <laughs> happened these guys these guys are going out and they're playing golf with each other which is awesome you know and and i have a facebook group called the tropicana players club and people are on there they're like hey uh i'm playing friday i need two players and then these two random guys go oh yeah i'll play so that was really cool because I feel like a lot of people play golf alone and it sucks, you know, it's terrible unless you really want to, but it's really fun to play with other people and to play alone is kind of, you know, not, not the best. So I, I want to get people away from that. And, uh, and it's caught on and the SCGA is, is backing it and they're helping out and they're going to do a, um, I don't even know if Hoser and John know this, but, September, there's a magazine here called Four Magazine. John, have you ever heard of Four Magazine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I've heard of Four so... Play Magazine, but not Four. Let's <laughs> 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 get it going, dog. <laughs> yeah. Scandalous perro. So, uh, <laughs> so September Magazine, September Magazine of, of Four Magazine is going to do a club spotlight on the Tropicana Players Club. So, Oh, nice. about that and i think that it's going to be and i've and, and john and and hoser are part of it and um it's really just bringing these people my friends together from all of southern california and really it it just takes a couple people to be like the organizer because you know some guys are like oh, i don't want to call and i don't want to bother these people and where do i book the tea time but you know, I kind of like doing that. So, and it's worth it to me to bring everybody together. So if, if anything, I'm just kind of like a secretary for all these guys to just book the tea time, put it all together, arrange the events. And, um, and you just pay a league fee to, to join. It's nine bucks a month and, uh, I take care of the rest. So if you're interested, tropicanagolfshop.com, we'd love to have you. And, uh, we'll have Hoser out there with you telling you jokes. Okay. I'm down. <laughs> You've just put everyone on. <laughs> no, but it's like it's, it's awesome. um like I, if if I was out there, I'd be, I'd be a member straight away because you you all seem to like enjoy enjoy golf. Like it's 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 hard to say the way it should be, but like you really sort of do uh, encompass every element of the game, right? You you admire like a golf course soul, like you go to the depths of that extreme. But then you're also happy to get shit faced on the course. You're happy to like play a municipal course. You're happy to get competitive. You seem to like really squeeze everything out of the game. Um, we, that, that's it, awesome but, to see. But to the center, the center of that is the friendships that we. Yeah. I know John and Hoser for a year and a half, two years, not forever. But yeah, we all and, we all met the, through Instagram and golf, basically. Yeah. So to think about going, like we went on a vacation together. Like usually you don't do that <laughs> with somebody that you don't know very long because things can go terribly wrong. Uh, like roommates, you know, you don't just. But with golf as the common denominator, it equals everything out. And you know who's cool and you know that you'll get along just because you have that in common. So there's so I many think, people that have that in common. Let's bring them all together. You know, let's get everybody united here. Yeah. And I think golf has a way of accelerating your relationship or friendship with someone. For sure. Because you're spending, you know, a few hours a day with them. Yeah. You get to see them when they're at their highest, when at their lowest. You get to see them at their funniest. When in yeah. golf, golf is probably the most embarrassing sport on earth. Golf will embarrass you more than any other sport, I think. For sure. So For if sure. Yeah. when you're around people like that and you're kind of, for lack of a better word, you're a little, you get to be kind of vulnerable around those people and you get to kind of take the piss out of people, as you Austrians say, um, <laughs> and you can... It, it, it just accelerates friendships because you get to know someone a lot better in a much more casual setting. Yeah, well, yeah. One, one thing yeah. I've really noticed from, from I guess, from, from people in that sense, like, th there's not many periods in our, in our daily lives now where we spend time in silence with another human there, right? You either all go mm -hmm. or on our phones or whatever, but, like, 
on a golf course, you might walk down a hall and not really say a word to the other guy, but finding comfort in that silence is where like friendships really sort of bond. I think. I think that's like the. I think that's like the turning point where you become close to someone's where you can just be. You don't have to feel like you need to bullshit to each other anymore. It's like I'll be me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a, a a pretty fine line as well, especially when you're out there on the golf course. If you're, you know, you you have to. Sp- I mean, you're basically like you said, you're forced to spend four hours with some other human beings. I mean, and sometimes if you go out there as a twosome, you get paired with another twosome, and you know, you're forced to introduce yourself, which is. Like a lot of people don't do that, especially nowadays, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said, everybody's in their phones or doing this, doing that. And I mean, sometimes that happens on the golf course too, to where people are just, they're on their phone the entire time and not enjoying, you know, what's going on around them. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of one of my reasons for choosing these guys. Um, And also to, before I forget, I want to send a shout out to, Big Lou, my business partner, the other guy who who came with us out there. He's a he's a man of few words, but uh, um, like that's why I chose these many smiles. Guys. Yeah, yeah. It, like you know, Jimmy is just a he's just a he's a fucking character. There's there's no other way to put it. I mean, he's a fucking character. He's a stand up guy, and like you know, if there's ever a lull or something like that, he's he's there to basically break that up, you know, and Johnny is just as laid back as laid back people come, you know, <laughs> it's horizontal I, I, over that. I, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I get straight lateral dog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, there's times where it, sometimes you have to check his pulse if he's alive, but I mean, you know, I, you know, and then choosing my business partner, Louie, that, you know, he's just out there to just be like, okay, I'm just here basically is, is, is why he's there and he's there to enjoy it and just kind of go with the flow as well. And I mean, it just us being able to have this experience and like what Jimmy was talking about, being able to experience that with other guys that you might not know through his club or just golf in general is I feel what golf is all about is being able to sort of put yourself out there and like Johnny was saying too about being at your most vulnerable. I mean, when you, you know, skull fuck a sixty degree wedge from thirty yards out to a hundred and ten yards, that's pretty embarrassing in front of somebody that you've never met before. And everybody goes, "It's okay, we've all been there." Like, don't worry about it, bro. Run over to your ball, hit another shot. And that's kind of the encouragement and what you want to get out of the game when you're playing golf. I I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. The, you, it, it was going so it was so poignant until you said skull fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on, I mean, you gotta keep on, your attention. I, mean, I, I gotta keep that ass loosened up. You know what I mean, homeboy? <laughs> I don't, well, what was it? You, you the, like the, the extremes that you like. You go from like you go from like a, you know a stand-up American dude to like a Hispanic gangster in like a millisecond. Like it's like an uh, incredible fuck, talent. It, 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 He's the American dream, dude. It's all dude, this things is, mixed I'm, into one. I'm literally the American dream, Doug. I'm, 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 I'm as mixed. I'm as mixed as they come, as far as race is concerned. Um, and like, dude, I grew up in a town with eight streets. Um, we didn't get streetlights until 2004. Fuck. And, and I'm, and I still think half of those streetlights don't work. I mean, there's just for show. Yeah, there's, they're just for show. They put them up there with no bulbs. Tourist attraction. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like, let me put it to you this way. There's still horses and like cows and bulls that go up and down the street and people still have chickens and shit like that where i'm from and like horses will shit in the middle of the road like it's not uncommon when i go to go visit my dad at home for there to just be some random guy on a horse riding his horse and you know you just drive down the street and wave hello at him you're like what the fuck it's 2020 and there's some homeboy riding a fucking horse down the street it's amazing fuck Jesus, that's uh, that, 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 yeah. I don't want to go to that place. Yeah, fuck is right. <laughs> wow. Um, and we went from there to Pasatiempo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what I said. I went from there to Pasatiempo, and they actually let me in, dog. It's, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, con- congratulations, Jose. You made it, buddy. You made it. Oh, thanks. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Jed, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Uh, but look, like a massive, massive thank you for, for, for I guess, coming on and, and talking about it. Thank you for, I guess, appreciating the fuck out the trip. Um, yeah, it was, it was a pleasure to watch from afar. I can't wait to see the additional three episodes that that you out. When, when are they coming out, John? Yeah, so before we uh, sign off, the first episode's already out. It's the front nine at Pacific Grove, and the back nine video I just actually posted before we went on this, so it should already be up by the time you're listening to this. Sick. So it's on my Instagram at 9to5golf and also on my YouTube. Awesome. <clears throat> Gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, speak again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for Thank selecting you, us, and we had a great time. Not all gents. Oh, yeah. Check out uh, right. from your Athletics. And I'm, uh, <laughs> if you guys oh, want to yeah. follow me, yeah. at Rezo underscore Hoser on Instagram. Get it out there. I do some funny shit. <laughs> and he, he's really funny shit. The, he's performing at the Ha Ha Room in Burbank on Wednesday night. <laughs> hey, fuck it, dog. I'm, I'm working my way up to the comedy store. Don't trip. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Thanks, right, guys. Jets. We'll see you soon. Bye. All right. Later, guys. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck off, dude.